Recording interviews with remote guests can be a simple process, even getting high-quality audio and video. In this episode, I'm going to share my number one recommendation for a recording platform, my number two recommendation, and I'm going to make some suggestions you can pass on to your guests for getting the best sound possible from them. Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. I apologize for not putting out an episode last Friday. I've got a confession to make. I'm going to take a minute to get personal. Y'all know that I recommend batching your episodes and scheduling them out several weeks in advance. Well, I have fallen behind. A few things have been going on. In March, I tried to go off of a migraine medication I take because I discovered that it causes bone loss. I have osteopenia and fractured my tailbone last year. I finally started researching my medications. It took long enough <laughs> to see if they could be related to bone loss. And sure enough, this one is. Unfortunately, I immediately started having migraines again, like constantly for a month even though I also get scalp injections of Botox for migraines. So during that month, I fell behind on getting ahead in recording and scheduling. Then, big news, I finalized a decision to move back to my hometown of Houston. I am so excited. My mom, sister, and three of my nephews live there. Plus, my ex-husband's family is there, so my 16-year-old son will get to be with both sides of his family, and my mom is absolutely giddy to get her daughter back. I've been in a flurry of activity the past few weeks, getting my house ready to go on the market, tidying, giving stuff away, getting rid of stuff, so I still haven't gotten ahead in recording and scheduling. In fact, I'm recording this just two days before the episode is going live because I wanted to give you an update on the move. My house went on the market just last week. We did showings and two open houses this past weekend, and I accepted an offer last night, Monday, <laughs> just above asking price. We'll be moving the last week of May. I'm going to have to record and schedule a bunch of episodes before that since I'll be breaking down my studio by then. These are great examples of why I highly recommend scheduling several weeks in advance. You never know when you might get sick. You never know when a big work project might land in your lap. And you never know when a big life event may happen, like moving. All right, so let's get into today's topic where to record your interviews, and what instructions to give your guests to improve their sound quality. I've been podcasting with Geek Girl Soup since January 2012. For quite a while, we used free conference pro, yeah, freeconferencepro.com, I think it's called, or Uber Conference. So we were using a phone system and Apple earbuds. Not at all ideal, but this was in the early days of podcasting. You didn't have to be totally professional. The sound quality was fine, not stellar, and listeners just didn't mind as much then. 
Now, we were all using earbuds, and our guests were too. Phones all had earbud connections back then. No one was using Bluetooth. So we were all on par with each other. In other words, everyone's sound was the same quality. Today, iPhones don't have earbud connections anymore. Plus, you really don't want to be recording on a phone if you don't have to. Now, if you're just starting out and want to keep costs really low, you certainly can record on your phone using a system such as free God, I can't say conference. <laughs> free conference pro or Uber conference. But you do need to use wired earbuds, not Bluetooth, when possible. Bluetooth can sound staticky. Now, Apple, Apple, oh my gosh, Apple has dongles <laughs> that allow you to connect earbuds to your iPhone. So you can get that, but your guests probably won't have one. You can suggest that ahead of time, of course, but no guarantee that they'll go get a dongle. So let's talk about my number one recommendation for recording your interviews. What I love and use is StreamYard. Now, full disclosure, I have a partnership with StreamYard, but it's not binding. I can end it anytime. So if I weren't happy with them, I could end the partnership and I wouldn't recommend them. I absolutely never recommend anything to y'all that I don't wholeheartedly believe in and support. I don't recommend something to make money, even if I do share an affiliate link. The recommendations I make are to help you make the best decisions possible, to help end analysis paralysis, and to help you stop the endless Googling. I've done the endless Googling. I've been stuck in trying to make a decision. Now, in addition to the phone systems I mentioned earlier, I've used Blog Talk Radio, Riverside, Zencaster, and Zoom. So when I recommend something, you know it comes from a place of having tried many other things. So let's talk about StreamYard. StreamYard started out as a live streaming platform. Now you can use it to record without live streaming. Most of the time, when I'm a guest on other people's shows, those hosts use Zoom to record the episode. Now I'll talk about Zoom in a minute. But a huge advantage of StreamYard over Zoom is that StreamYard records the host and the guest on two separate tracks, and they record the tracks locally. Now, by locally, I mean the tracks get recorded on each person's own computer. At the end of the session, the recordings are uploaded to StreamYard. So this means that you're getting really high-quality audio and video compared to the quality that you get when the session is recorded into the cloud. Now, what's great about having each person's track recorded separately is that your guest's sound may not be as good as yours, especially if they aren't a podcaster themselves. They might not have a proper mic. They might end up using a Bluetooth headset and mic. Their volume might be higher or lower than yours. When all of this is recorded on a single track along with yours, there's nothing you can do to fix it. Okay, I'll take that back. It's really difficult to fix. Once, the last time I recorded in Zoom, my guest's level was so dramatically different from mine that I ended up editing in Adobe Premiere Pro because that's the video editing software and 
of course I do video as well as audio. I so I used Adobe Premiere Pro instead of my usual Descript. Why did that? Is because I created separate clips for every time he spoke and every time I spoke. So when he spoke, I would create a clip and then I spoke. So I clipped that. Then he spoke, I clipped that and so on and so on for the entire video. I then adjusted his level down and my level up manually for each and every clip for a 45 minute long episode. That took so long to do. Fortunately, we spoke over each other just a couple of times. So in those couple of times, you know, the volumes were off, but it was very brief and it'd be like just one or two words. On the whole though, when you record on a single track, you're stuck with whatever quality you end up with and different levels potentially. When you have separate tracks, it's easy to adjust the levels or denoise one track. And again, the quality is much better since the tracks were recorded locally on each person's computer. Now, StreamYard does create a backup single track recording in the cloud. And this is great because you might have a guest with not so great internet connection. If that's the case, then their local recording might take forever to upload and they might not be able to wait for the upload to happen. So when you get to the end of the recording, you'll see on the side of your dashboard in StreamYard, the percentage progress of each person's recording uploading. And it's normally very, very fast, just a couple of minutes. You have to wait. Each person has to wait online while the upload is happening, and then you can leave the studio. So what happened once with this one particular guest, and it's happened only once, so after about 10 minutes, her recording had uploaded only about 33%. And she lived in a lives in a very rural area and admitted that her internet was awful. Fortunately, the single track backup recording to the cloud was good. So I used that one instead. Again, that's the only time that's happened in StreamYard. And it was because of her internet connection, not because of StreamYard. Now, another technological aspect of StreamYard that's been awesome is that I have had zero issues with the audio or the video syncing or with the guest's track and my track syncing. Unfortunately, I had that happen in other systems I've used in the past. That's one reason I stopped using those systems. With other systems, I encountered problems of the audio not lining up with the video. So when you watched the video, the audio would be all off and it looked like a bad foreign language dub from the 1980s. You can't have that if you're going to share video of your podcast. And you can't have your audio not syncing with the guest's audio, you know, when you're doing video as well. So every recording in StreamYard has lined up perfectly. I've had no worries there at all. Now, one last tech issue with StreamYard versus other platforms I've used. I had a 
bunch of guests not be able to get into the other platforms. These were real podcasters with proper mics, and the other systems weren't recognizing their equipment. So the guests couldn't get into the system. I'd be in there in the virtual studio, and I'd see that they were trying to get in. And they'd email me and tell me, I'm here trying to get in. And they didn't have to log in. It was just a matter of the system recognizing their equipment. And the system wasn't. And so I had to set up Zoom for us at the last minute. So that really sucked for a few reasons. First, recording in Zoom meant that I wouldn't get as good quality recordings as I would have in the other systems. Second, it didn't create a great experience for my guests. They even contacted customer support while they were trying to get into the system, and support didn't reply quickly enough to help them. Now, one time support did reply and told them to check their settings, which the guests had already done, and the settings just weren't picking up their equipment. None of that has happened a single time in StreamYard. Every guest has gotten into the system quickly and easily. Nothing to download, no logging in, just click the link in Chrome or Firefox, <laughs> and voila! This creates a much better experience for your guests. You want to make sure the whole experience is as positive for your guest as possible. Now, I talk about how to be a great host for your guests in episode 85. I didn't discuss this aspect for, of their experience, the part about getting into the recording system, but it's definitely something you want to think about. When you use StreamYard, you'll just need to tell them that they have to be in Chrome or Firefox. <laughs> kind of weird. Of course, you'll give them other instructions, which we'll get to in a bit after I finish telling you about StreamYard and discuss Zoom. Now, here are a few other features I love about StreamYard. You can preload presentation assets into the recording studio to use in your recording or live stream. So what does this mean? For live streaming, you could use an opening video with music. Same thing for your recording. If you share video, make sure that you're using a video intro with music, not just music without video. And if you're sharing just audio, then you can pop in your audio intro and save time with editing later. You can do the same for your outro. For live streaming and video podcasts, make sure you're using a video outro. And for audio-only podcasts, you can use your audio outro. You can set up a virtual background. You could put your podcast logo in the virtual background so that that's what viewers see in your video. You can use banners. You can pop up specific banners during certain parts of the episode, depending on what you want to highlight. A URL, for example. You could show slides. Now, audio needs to be your priority, so don't rely heavily on slides. But you could show slides for video viewers while talking about the content in a way that listeners won't miss seeing the slides. And if you ever decide to live stream, StreamYard makes it super easy. You can even use StreamYard to do sales webinars. It doesn't have all the features that a system like Demio has, but you could pop your links right into the chat and use the banners to highlight what you're selling. 
when you're already paying for StreamYard, this can save you money if you don't want to pay for Demio too. All right. Speaking of paying for things, you're probably already paying for Zoom. I use Zoom for meeting with clients. So it's natural to want to use Zoom to record your guest interviews since you're already paying for it. And that's my number two recommendation, using Zoom. Everyone has Zoom. It's easy to use, and you really don't have to give much in the way of instructions on how to use Zoom. Now, one instruction that I do give is that people should open up and log into Zoom before they click on the link you give them. When I used to record in Zoom, I found that some guests had a hard time with the link if they hadn't already logged into Zoom. So that's an easy instruction to give them. Just tell them to log into Zoom before they click the link to join the room. As I already mentioned earlier, a big downside with Zoom is that it records everyone on just one track. So if your guests and your levels are off, you know, if your volume and your guest volume are wildly different, you won't be able to do much about it. For some people though, the idea of editing two separate tracks can feel daunting, but it's actually easy to do. If you use Descript, you drag in or upload both tracks at the same time. Now this is really important, at the same time. Descript will ask if you want to combine the tracks into a single multi-track session, and you answer yes. You then identify each speaker by name, just like you normally do in Descript. You'll get a beautiful transcript on the left, and at the bottom, you'll see the usual waveform, just one. But when you double-click on it, a pop-up will open showing you the two separate tracks. This is where you can adjust the levels and clip out any background sound from one track or the other. So while you're talking, maybe your guest banged on the desk or coughed or, you know, did something else and you want to cut that sound out. So by double clicking to show both waveforms, you can clip out that sound in their track while leaving your track alone and vice versa. Maybe you made a sound while they were talking and want to clip it out of your track. It's beautiful for that. You can also have the video display by active speaker. You can't do that when you have a single track recording. So displaying by active speaker means that you'll be the only one on the screen when you're talking and your guest will be the only one on the screen when they're talking. This also makes it really easy to create great looking reels, which you can do right within Descript or wherever else you like to make reels. So let's talk about what instructions to give your guests to make the recording as awesome as possible. Unless you're interviewing other podcasters, most guests won't have a proper mic. But I still throw that out there as a suggestion to them. You never know. So I say something along the lines of, please use a microphone and headset. Your computer's mic and speaker produce low quality sound and can create an echo. If you don't have a standalone mic, please use wired earbuds or a wired headset. Bluetooth can sound staticky. So I'm telling them why 
I'm making these recommendations for a standalone a standalone mic or at least a wired sorry wired earbuds or a wired headset they will want to sound their best so telling them why certain equipment does or doesn't work will help motivate them to get better equipment or at least use whatever better equipment they have around for using StreamYard, I tell them that they'll need to be in Chrome or Firefox, and I tell them that there's nothing to download or log into. Again, when I used to record in Zoom, I told them to log in before clicking the link to join the room. I also remind my guests that we'll be doing video as well as audio. That way, they may want to consider what they wear and what background they want to have. Now, once we're in the virtual studio together, if they're a fellow podcaster, we chat. I mean, we chat even if they're not a fellow podcaster, <laughs> but I'll go over the flow of the show and I remind them not to sell anything until I ask them about how listeners can work with them. And so if they're a fellow podcaster, that's pretty much all I go over with them. If they aren't a fellow podcaster, I do all of that. Then I point out a few things they may not think about. For example, they shouldn't bang their hands on the desk or table. They shouldn't rustle any papers. They shouldn't click any pens. I ask them to shut down their email and messages, turn off their notifications, and put their phone on airplane mode. And while we're chatting for a minute, if I hear any egregious background noise, I'll ask if there's anything they can do about that. Now, I leave my notifications on until my guest arrives, just in case they need to call or text me about something. So I'll comment to them that I'm shutting off my notifications and putting my phone on airplane mode. That way, even fellow podcasters will get the prompt to do that if they haven't already shut everything down. Now, you can certainly put all of that information into a document or an email that you send them ahead of time when you send the link to record and your outline or separately or in one of the reminder emails, whatever. Now, I like to go over it with them just before we start recording so that it's totally fresh. Now, write it down for yourself on a little checklist so you don't forget anything, especially the part about shutting off your own notifications and putting your own phone on airplane mode. All right, I think that's it. And of course, if you think of anything else you want to add, put it in there on your list. Thank you so much for being here today. Be sure to follow this show so you don't miss a single episode. And I will see you next time on Podcast Launchpad.